When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Boys, it's always Christmas morning in the mockosphere when Mel Kuyper Jr. enters the room. We have a gem for you this morning. The George Washington on the Mount Rushmore of Mockers has spoken for, I believe, the fourth time. I think this might be a fourth. They're not are they labeling it. Is it like WrestleMania now or Vince McMahon? Like, he thinks it makes WrestleMania feel too old when you put the number next to it. Like, we all know it was WrestleMania 39, but they don't include that in the branding. Mm. Is Kuiper kind of the same way? He doesn't want you to know that he's already done like no, six I think of these. That's my fourth one. Okay. I think he does. Oh. Yeah. But on the, on the website, let me pull it up here. He's very proud. No, of this. dude, on the website, I mean, he might say like well, Cody Rhodes. Column, Cody yeah. Rhodes last night cut a promo and referred to WrestleMania 39. Okay, but WrestleMania 39 was only referred to as WrestleMania, and so Mel Kiper is the headline on the mock here. It does not acknowledge 4.0. It just says 2023 NFL mock draft. Mel Kiper's predictions for rounds one and two. Are they trying All to make right. it seem like he hasn't already put in three of these bad boys? Um, I guess it's shady that- to me. I, I wonder if the research has shown that that does not uh, have a positive impact or something, which seems sort of weird. I wouldn't know why it wouldn't, but he is Papa Mock. Papa Mock. Papa Mock. The godfather of Mock. Speaking today here, a little, little bonus episode for you guys on a Tuesday. We will do a full Reckless Draft Speculation episode with Thor Nystrom, and I believe the main topic on that episode today, we haven't recorded it yet, but... Uh, he was tweeting about trading up to the third pick and what it would cost the Vikings yesterday. So mm-hmm. I think we should probably explore that with all a lot of space to explore today. A lot of space to explore with that one right there. Yes, yes. Purple Daily is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50 megapixel triple camera system, ultra realistic and true to life visuals powered by Next Vision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. All right, let's fire this thing up here. I want to mock. So old Mel Kuyper here on ESPN.com. Very aggressive early on here in his quarterback mocking. About as aggressive as you can be. He's got Bryce Young going to the Panthers, number one. There's not a consensus. Like, no. All of the different mockers, some have Stroud, some have Bryce Young, some have Anthony Richardson. I think it's Stroud. 
That's my professional opinion. Okay. If I was to be mocking. Well, you would be disagreeing with Godfather Mock here, who has yep. C.J. Stroud going number two to the Texans. Yep. He's got a projected trade for the number three pick here. With the Tennessee Titans moving up into that third slot and landing Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Mm-hmm. Does he have compensation here? Let's see here. So uh, Tennessee would have to give up a lot in this trade. The closest recent comp is the Miami-San Francisco swap. Yep. Uh, so a lot of first-round picks, a lot of capital. Then he's got Will Levis going to the Colts at four. So four quarterbacks in the first four picks mm-hmm. for the godfather here. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that before we go any further? I would not be surprised one, one bit. Um, I think Richardson goes around third, and I, I did see... I think it was on ESPN.com yesterday, a piece where the Cardinals are definitely entertaining several offers since they're obviously set with Kyler Murray, a quarterback. Uh, Levis is my question. Like, I can't figure out. I I don't know he'll go fourth, but if we had, in 2023, if you have four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, I don't think that you can be shocked. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely reaching for, for sure reaching for two of them, but what's the difference if you're, it's kind of a binary thing, right? Like, if you need a franchise quarterback and you're within striking distance of getting one of the top four in the first round, then I guess you just you just do it and cross your fingers. The, the potential risk-reward on Richardson, to me, is the most interesting thing. Because there's definitely risk there, but if this guy pans out, you've got a damn good quarterback. Yes. So, okay, let's, uh, let's get all the way down here. I'm just going to go right down to 23 here, mm-hmm. where the godfather of mock, Mel Kuyper, I'll set it up here. There, there you go. With the 23rd overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, Mel Kuyper has Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes going to the Minnesota Vikings. I want a mock! Judd's yawning for the, for the podcast-only audience. Um, yeah. Hey, podcast. I am, uh, yeah. I yawned. That bored me. Especially since Kuyper's 3.0. Much more exciting. What did his 3.0 have? I don't even remember. He he went with the receiver from what? TCU, oh, Quentin Johnston, yeah. That Thor liked so much, Quentin Johnston. Yeah. And then he had, he had Deontay Banks, the cornerback from Maryland, going to the Vikings in the 2.0. Yeah. And let's see here. And then in his, oh, actually, he, so he's back to Emmanuel Forbes. His original mock, the 1.0, oh, okay. had Emmanuel Forbes going to the Vikings. So here's the write-up. Cornerback is a clear need area for Minnesota, which replaced Patrick Peterson with Byron Murphy, but has plenty of available corner reps. Forbes needs to grow into his 6'1 frame. He weighed in at 166 pounds at the combine. Remember that. Man. What? Dude, what? that's like lighter than Declan. Yeah, that's... Yeah, sm- <laughs> yeah that's can Declan get drafted in the first 166 round? 166 pounds. My left leg weighs 166 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't know that. I don't know. Was that uh, he's a he's a great cover corner. He had six career uh, six career pick sixes in college, which is incredible. And he never missed a game because of injury, which is actually something that is a problem for the Viking secondary. He needs to be more consistent, but he has he's outstanding with instincts. His ceiling is high. The Vikings could also target a wideout to complement Justin Jefferson. I will tell you guys, Emmanuel Forbes. Ran a 4.3540 yard dash at the NFL Combine, in part because he only weighs 166 pounds. Right, but, right. Um, 
But so he is one of the fastest players in the NFL draft. They're not. Very wiry, very lanky. Can you get him up to a buck eighty? Can you get can you get that guy some I'm not food? I'm not touching the guy who weighs one sixty six. No, no, no. Also, dude, the comp think about this. No. The combine is where guys beef up, right? Like isn't like like Bryce Young carb loaded or whatever for the weigh in at the combine, I think. Or maybe it was his pro day, but either way, right. he was probably one sixty six. Is like him trying to get bulky for the combine, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm so out. But here's the thing: so I feel like Mel and look, yes, he's Godfather Mock. I get that, okay. But I feel like Mel got off to a really strong start, right? Like traded three and and, and strong start. And I think you were talking about this on uh, PD yesterday, Phil. It feels like by the time he gets to the 20s, he just sort of runs out out of steam. Like, I would prefer a Vikings projected trade than a guy that, that, that weighs one, you know, 45, 166, whatever the hell it is. It's too light. I, I mean, at least make it project a trade there. Do something more exciting. So do you think, you think he's just paralyzed by trying to get the top four picks right? I think he's paralyzed by the top five to ten. And after that, I think he's just like assigning. A, well, and... And make some trades, dude. Yeah. Like, make some trades in the 20s. You really think the Vikings are going to take a guy that weighs 166? They'll trade back before they do well, that. Well, he's going to get drafted by somebody in the first. I think I think, I think this launches us into a, a bigger question probably about how big of a need do you think cornerback is? And I and, and before we answer that question, can I give you another mock, actually? Can I double first, up? Are you guys ready for this? I know oh, that you're not maybe mentally prepared, but no, I'm no, not. No, but that's fine. But go, but go ahead and your do show. it. I want to okay. Overload, mock, mock gorging. <laughs> so, all right, this one, I saw this from. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Sharp Football Analysis. It's kind no. of an analytical football platform. I, I saw this, and I just saw this tweet come across my timeline this morning. From Sharp Football Analysis, it's Mock Draft 6.0 from Ryan McChrystal. So Ryan McChrystal is a football analyst and a draft analyst for Sharp Football Analysis. His past, he was at ESPN Stats and Info, Bleacher Report, and Number Fire. So he's he's been covering the NFL draft since 2004. Very much an analytical viewpoint on sports. But here's the thing about this tweet. Sharp Football Analysis says that Ryan McChrystal is the fifth most accurate mock drafter over the past five seasons. Wow! How do you prove? Yeah, how I, do you prove that? How do you, how do you, like, what's the? What, I don't know. What's but the background work on, on like, picks is yeah? Does that hold more merit? Is it like ranked choice well, voting? Like, how? how and does, are you finding all mock drafts? <laughs> like, are you finding the thousands and thousands of mock drafts? I don't know. Is you know? Are they including? Yeah. Is it? Is it just like? The top ten mockers? Is it is it Walter Football? Is it Randy right. and Cottage Grove? You know, like who's all I included here? Mock, mock. But if you if you believe this, we are gonna get a mock here from Ryan McChrystal, the fifth most accurate mock drafter over the past five seasons. All right. He's got CJ Stroud going to the Panthers, Bryce Young to the Texans, so he's got him flipped. And then it's a run on defense here. Christian Gonzalez to the Cardinals, Will Anderson to the... So he's got everyone in slot, and I wonder if that's part of the... You should get bonus points if you correctly predict, like, the Titans are going to trade up eight spots to the three. That's... If you turn in a mock on my desk right here, and it does not have trades, I'm not even considering you. I agree. Unless you think there will be no trades, in which case, that's a bold take. No, you're fired. Or you're fired. 
Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Idiotic. So he's got Christian Gonzalez, Cardinals, Will Anderson to the Colts, Jalen Carter to the Seahawks, Joy Porter, Devin Witherspoon. So a huge run on defensive players. Uh-huh. His next quarterback isn't until the 20th pick. He's got Anthony Richardson going to the Seahawks at 20. What? And he's got Will Levis falling <laughs> out of the first round. I can appreciate this line of thinking more than like, oh, there's going to, all due respect to the godfather of mock. Oh, four quarterbacks in the first four picks. That seems unlikely. There's always a quarterback that yeah. falls, and they have to awkwardly show him in the green room for three hours. You know, that's <laughs> well, probably going to happen. glorious. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So Seahawks landing Anthony Richardson after after landing Jalen Carter with the fifth pick. And then uh, the Vikings with the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Yep. According to Ryan McChrystal, the fifth most accurate mock drafter over the past five seasons. Yep. Select cornerback Keely Ringo. I want a mock. Mock. Yeah, that's not surprising. So cornerback, cornerback. So Ringo is uh, is the Georgia cornerback. He has now been mocked in the in the forty seven that we've done. Five different mocks have had Keely Ringo going to the Vikings, including Lance Zierlein from NFL.com, a couple from CBS Sports and twenty four seven Sports as well, the college scouting website. So does that um, first round that he did have zero trades? Yes. Oh, see, here is my problem. Look, if you have the cojones to draft to drop a quarterback with trades, I'll hear that. But if you're just going to do the slots and then and then you're you're like, well, I don't think these teams will take a QB. That's not how the draft works. Like somebody will move up eventually. Yeah. Now it now you know what it might be in the teens. I don't know. But to just have these guys free fall through a draft, and then you're not going to make trades to account for the fact that some team is going to say, hold on a second, the value on this player is now good, is ridiculous. So you know what? Take your number five ranking and shove it, McChrystal. That's <laughs> wow. awful. Do wow. your job. Mc- wow. Just... Judd is lashing out at Ryan McChrystal, the fifth most out. accurate mock drafter in the last five seasons. We're two weeks out from our draft party. Blood, sweat, and tears are being poured into all of these shows, and we got some numb nuts sitting on his couch. <laughs> wow. Not, oh, not making trades. Judd. Not making trades. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I want to see Judd versus Ryan McChrystal in, an, oc- in an octagon here. I don't want to mock with him. <laughs> No. Uh, Keely Ringo, by the way, is listed at six foot two, two oh seven, and also ran a ridiculous forty time. He ran a four three six forty, just a little bit slower yeah. than uh, than our our last guy here, uh, Emmanuel Forbes. So, you know, then you'd have I you'd have a couple couple Georgia studs in your in your secondary with Lewis Seen coming off the injury and Keely Ringo. So, so I guess you know, the question is. Well, the question is, uh, when can we get the Zolgad versus McChrystal fight lined up here? Well, we almost need to hear a response from McChrystal to your. Well, you've got to make sure. You know what? I'm so tired now of guys. Once Kuiper, who for a long time, if I'm not mistaken, said, I won't make trades. Once Kuiper was convinced you have to make trades, I don't want any mock draft being published without projected trades. It's no fun. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think. So so okay, I have a dumb question about mock accuracy. 
is it do you, do you have to like submit to some database is there someone that is ranking these do you have to submit with no trades and you just are you graded based on the slot that the player's taken or like let's say you have uh you know you've got the titans taking peter skoransky which is what he has here but let's say they trade back five spots and still get him do you get credit cuz the team drafted the player like i don't know i need more you. information about how these rankings work well and I feel like the spirit in the last 10 to 15 years of the mocking environment has changed. Like, I feel like there was a time circa 2000-ish, the 90s for sure, where being accurate was like a big deal, right? And then along the way, society decided, thankfully, you know what? Mocking should be fun. Like, if you're right or you're not right. I no longer care about who's right. I care about how much fun the mock is now. Okay, he's got another. Wow, this is, I almost respect this even more. So he's got Will Levis and Quentin Johnston falling out of the first round. Two guys who we've regularly seen in the top 10 and top 15. Let's ask Thor about this guy. This sounds hanky to me. Let's ask Thor because he knows a ton about this, about the players. And my guess is the mockers. I would like to know if McChrystal is legit or if this is some, like, Dude, who do you, do you think? Do you think Thor, like Thor's been Thor, started mocking when he was a child? He said, and so he would literally like mock when he was yeah, before he like was born, three years old. He's just like, you know, he's got his little big board on the fridge with magnets and stuff. Yep. Do you think he has mock idols? We should ask him some of this stuff. Who's sure. who is his Mount Rushmore of mockers? Yep. But I mean, how does a guy say I'm fifth? Yeah, it's a good. That's question. a legit question. It's That's a, a question. legit. Yeah. Call him, we call him a numb nuts. So I. Well, you, you you know, don't give me. I'm fifth, but I don't make trades. No. <laughs> you know who's number one, at least in the uh, insurance game, Federated Mutual yeah, Insurance. True. Been around for over a hundred years. They've been around as a guiding hand for business owners, helping business owners navigate the sometimes choppy waters that you encounter. And uh, you may think all about you know you know raising profits and. And uh, increasing gross revenue, and those things are all very important to growing a business, but so is mitigating and preventing risk. And when you encounter risk, do you have a company that has 100-plus years of experience standing next to you or standing in front of you like a great offensive line? That's what Federated provides. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Real quick here, just so we got back-to-back mocks here. We're kind of back to the cornerback thing. We haven't seen cornerback in a lot of prominent mocks for like a month because basically since the Vikings signed uh, Byron Murphy, right? How big of a need do you guys think cornerback is? So they've got, put yourself in Quasey and Kevin O'Connell's shoes. They just signed a 25-year-old free agent cornerback. He will start either on the outside or maybe he'll be a slot corner in the nickel. And then they drafted two guys. This regime drafted two guys, Andrew Booth Jr. and a Caleb Evans, who are on the roster coming back from injury problems. But they've got three young guys in the house that they either signed or drafted. Doesn't mean that you don't need a fourth or that you, you know, maybe you fell out of love with one of the young guys or something, but how big of a need is cornerback, do you think? Like, as far as a first round draft pick goes? Um, I don't think it's where their priority should be. And this is twofold. One is, as Thor, our draft expert, has told us, this is a very deep draft at the position. That's the first thing. The second thing is, they need depth there. And I think between Booth, 
and Evans, you probably hope that one can come back and play and not, you know, get hurt again. Like it, it's a risk, but you do have to, at some point in time, say one of those two or both, if they can stay on the field, certainly deserves a shot. I think there are needs. I think if you take cornerback, I think that's uh that is a pick that I, I would now see as a, Oh my God, we got to take the best player at the position that we need. We need depth there. We're concerned. I would far prefer to draft if they're going to stay at 23, which, again, I do not think they're going to. I would far prefer going the receiver path because, to me, that solves a problem potentially with Jefferson having a compliment by him for 2023. But more importantly, I think it solves a problem for the future as well. KJ Osborne's a free agent after the year. People forget that. And he's a number three. Like, he's just – they've determined that. So – I would rather have O'Connell, after signing a significant free agent cornerback, which I do applaud, I would rather have O'Connell take a player at a position on on his side of the ball that I think, if he likes, the feeling is rookie contract, and this player can be incorporated in with Jefferson and solve solve the uh, problem for the long term, basically, of who's going to play alongside Justin Jefferson. But it is a humongous risk that they're taking at that position. Like, outside of Byron Murphy Jr., they are going to be starting either rookies or second-year players with next to no NFL experience at a very important position in the NFL that's pass-happy, and you can get exposed really, really, really quick. So it's a pretty calculated gamble by them to say, hey, we trust Byron Murphy. Yes, we're going to live and die by our picks, I totally respect that, but that is a huge gamble to say that Andrew Booth, a Caleb Evans, Lewis seen even as a safety, these guys that are going to have to step in and play significant minutes at a position that you can be picked on very easily in today's NFL. I do think it's a pretty risky gamble by them. But I just think if they, it's risky if you draft a, a guy at 23 and plug him into, right. like, you're, you're not, it's not like you're going to get a 28 year old with the 23rd pick. So they're kind of, it's risky no matter what. Yeah. And if, if they draft a, if they draft someone in the first round this year, doesn't that kind of shine a light on mistakes a year ago? So I don't know. I listen, if they decide, Holy crap, the Georgia cornerback is so much better than anyone else on our board right now. We had him as a top 10 pick or something and he's fallen to 23. Okay. Take the best player available. Sometimes I think we get caught up in the immediate needs too. But that's the thing about cornerback. They've got multiple guys under contract for like three-plus seasons who are under the age of 25. So if they believe in their young talent, it's actually going to be there for a while. Receiver is a, is a is an immediate and long-term need. Outside of Justin Jefferson, they don't have anyone reliable at that position beyond 2023 because, again, K.J. Osborne's a free agent. So Yep, yep. And look, if Thor's right and the cornerback uh, position is deep, guess what? You can take one in the third round still. Like, yep. They need depth there, but I think what I think it's also a cautionary tale, and the uh, sample size is really, really small right now, but I think it's also cautionary that long before he got hurt, there was a decision made almost immediately that Lewis Seen was not going to start, and Cam Bynum did, okay? So it's not like we got two veteran safeties. It's Harry and this guy who's been here, right? Mm-hmm. So... If that sort of tips their hand, they might have some issues with starting guys immediately already. So, like, that's what – that's to your point, Phil, it's not like a cornerback is assured because Seen did, because he didn't, of stepping in and playing. Um, so, yeah, I think you should take cornerbacks. 
I just don't know that this team, I don't feel this team is in, in a position where I am eyeballing the coming season as like, you've got to fill needs right now. I think this is sort of a work in progress. It doesn't mean that they're going to be bad, but it does mean I think you do have the luxury of actually taking a position that you don't think, um, you know, Garrett Bradbury is the poster child, right? Garrett Bradbury. Oh, my God, what are we going to do at center? Let's take Garrett Bradbury. Mm-hmm. That's the poster child for we got to find a guy right now. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Uh, we will hit you with another beefy draft-centric episode with our guy Thorne Eistrom. Maybe get his Mount Rushmore of mockers. Maybe he puts himself on it. We'll see. That'd be awesome if he did. Yeah. But uh, that's a wrap on Purple Daily here. A little bonus episode for you. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see you later.